So as you reflect back on, on women who have influenced you in your life, in your career, do some people come to mind like immediately where you don't even need to think about it? It's just second nature and you, you immediately can, can think of them? So my um, maternal grandmother is one, um, Lola Thomas. And so I, I've told the story a few times in different venues uh, about my grandmother. Um, she was she did not have a college education. In fact, she hadn't fin- she didn't finish elementary school. She tells a story that she learned to read by reading the Bible. Lord to- told uh, taught her how to how to read uh, for her. And one of the things um, when I was in med school. Uh, she and I would talk about what my future plans were and what I was going to do. And I talked about doing missionary work. And one of the things, um, one of the reasons why I ended up in public health, first of all, my parents um, were public servants. My dad worked at the VA for years. My mom was a social worker at the VA. Um, And my grandmother was involved in missionary work in her local community in Apopka, Florida. And so one of the things she said to me when I talked about doing missionary work around the world, she said to me, why is it that everyone wants to leave the United States to do missionary work? There is missionary work to be done right here in your own community. There are kids who need to see you. There are people who need to hear from you, um, who need what you have to give. Your gifts need to be spent in your local community in this country. She said there's lots of missionary work. There are the poor here. You don't have to go to another country to find poor. There are uneducated. You don't have to go to another country to find those folks. You can do that missionary work right here. And when you know having that conversation with her really impressed upon me the importance of community. And get, and I was already um, you know doing community service as a young person, and my parents always encouraged that. But it took on a different flavor talking to my grandmother about missionary work. And so public health is is my mission field. Um, and wherever I've been in my um, career, whether it was in, in undergrad, medical school, or residency or whatever, I've always sought to give back to the community in which I was in, um, to be able to make an impression, to do good work, and to move things forward in a positive manner. When, do you think of her often then as you're doing your work? Does do, do those words of encouragement and her questions and her challenge to you kind of ring <laughs> every so often yes. as you look at your your career and and as you move through this next phase of your career as we're post you know still in COVID? Yes, absolutely. Even more so now. Um, and I'm also involved in local sorority. And, and even with that, I do a lot of community service through my sorority. And so um, her words continue to ring true. Um, and even with church involvement and things of that nature. And so uh, my grandma uh, continues, I continue to hear her in my ear about um, the mission field and doing missionary work and not just being a global effort, but also being a local effort. Tell me more about the sorority. What uh, what sorority and what work are you doing there? Well, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Um, and so I have been a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha since 1993. And so um, I'm very involved in the community work that we do. In particular, I'm involved in a chapter in Orange Park, Piet Omega chapter. And I am the leader um, for the committee uh, for women's health care and wellness. And so with that, we do a number of events in the community to promote uh, health among women and their families. And so one of our big events we do every year is in partnership with the American Heart Association to promote heart health. Um, We also are involved with the American Cancer Society for Breast Cancer Awareness. And there are, again, a number of activities we do throughout the year to promote health. And so that's a big one for me. Um, It ties well into my profession, but is also... um, a personal issue for me, um, as I've had two aunts to die from breast cancer. 
and a, a third who had breast cancer and is a breast cancer survivor. And so that subject matter um, is very um, near and dear to my heart and as and women's health in general and family health. So it's not just about the woman, it's about her family as well. And so through my sorority, I'm able to do a number of activities in the community to promote health. Are there women who have helped to influence or shape decisions that you've made that maybe you've never met before, whether it be authors or spiritual leaders or those who, whose work you've maybe um, you know, looked at from a distance and have helped to shape and direct and guide you? So, you know, there are a number of, of women throughout um, history, of course, and I, you know, I can't um, necessarily name just one that has been influential. There have, have been a number of women. Um, you know, I look at, uh, just for example, Melody Hobson, um, who is a, a businesswoman um, and has been the CEO of a number of corporations in America and her story and how well she has done, her perseverance, being at the top of her game. And so women like that, looking at them and seeing the work that they've done and how they've been at the top of their game, they've been successful. And in her case, she is a black female who has risen to the top and has done great work. And just recently, um, I believe, had a, a building on Princeton's campus named after her. And again, it's a it's a, a tribute to the work that she's done, the fantastic and excellent work that she's done um, in her profession. And so looking at women like her and knowing that it is possible to do more and to be better. You, know, you, you raise an interesting point as a as a woman and a black woman specifically in a field uh, such as yours. Do you feel as though the path was made a little more clear for you based on the work of prior generations as you reflect on it? And I guess flip that around. Do you feel like your effort and your expertise may help to make the path a little more clear for the next generation? So certainly, yes, um, that that has helped. But also, uh, my parents were very nurturing. Um, both my, my mother and father have always uh, been very supportive of me and my brother's efforts in terms of whatever we wanted to do. You know, when I was a young kid, I wanted to be a fashion designer. But my parents always felt like I was going to be a doctor, but they never pressured me to do so. There was just something about me um, that made them feel like I was always going to be a physician. And so they let me have, you know, my fantasy about being a fashion designer. <laughs> and then when I eventually decided I would pursue medicine, it was like, aha, we knew. But they, they never pressured me. They supported me in whatever I did. And so they helped lay a pathway. And certainly there are other folks um, around me that have um, have been uh, positive influences in my life, have prayed for me. I'm, I'm a, a fairly spiritual person. And so that has also played a huge part in my life. Um, and learning from others. There have been a number of people who have deposited into my life, given me nuggets to live by, um, provide me some um, some direction. Um, I can tell you, even within this organization, Erin Hess, she's an administrator within the health department, has done a phenomenal job of pouring into me and helping to coach me, even in my current career. And so there are a number of women um, and, and men who've been in my life that have helped um, pave the way and have helped to guide me along the way. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we don't, we don't live this life alone. Right. And so, <laughs> well, and you got so, a 360 you know, I can't say that I did from... it all by myself. No, there was always folks to encourage me, even when times were rough. 
Right. And, and and it's not necessarily just leaders who are pushing down on some of the areas of growth for you, but a full 360 holistic view. Uh, you mentioned a few names there of people who work directly with you and maybe people who work under your te- uh, position, if you will, but who can give you a, a, a little bit of a helpful nudge on some of the blind spots. I'd imagine that that holistically has got to be a big influence for you. Absolutely. Extremely helpful. You know, you, you don't always know um, every, you don't know everything. And so certainly, I, you know, I learned from people that I work with every day, regardless of their position. Um, you, you know, I, I'm also here to be a resource for folks. And so I think we work together to help each other be better. I can tell you, I've worked with, as a physician, um, one of your um, strongest allies is a nurse. And so there have been a number of nurses I work with over the years who've helped me be a better doctor, um, not just by going along um, with whatever I had to say, but also by asking the questions and challenging me um, when necessary. And so you also need those type of folks in your life. People are going to ask questions and say, why? And why are we doing this? And, and what about this? And, and so I'm one of those leaders that I, I feel like I don't live in a bubble. I encourage folks to ask questions, to come to me, to say, you know, Dr. Roll, I'm not sure that's quite right. Um, what about this? Or, or look at this policy. Or what about this? And so um, certainly as a leader, I, I think it's important to, to have other voices. You should have your own voice, certainly. But it's definitely, um, you know, you surround yourself with uh, counselors who um, can help move you forward. As, and you mentioned it with the work you're doing in the community and your sorority, but are there other ways that you are hoping to influence or guide future generations of, of female leaders within our community or even your community or your, your family? And what are some of the talents that you're hoping to instill on them based on your personal experience? Well, one of the ways I'm also involved in uh, is uh, through the University of North Florida's College of Public Health. I I sit on the board there and I have the opportunity to mentor a number of young people who come through that program. And so right now I have several students I'm mentoring who are actually interested in going into public health or medicine. And so that's another way um, that I give back. I think it's so important for young people to have not just mentors, but coaches, folks that can help them um, to show them the way and to provide information and encouragement. And so it's not just about me telling them, oh, they need to do this and need to do that, but it's also encouraging them, um, particularly when they when they hit a, a wall. And so um, I do give back in that manner by mentoring a number of, of students there. And I've, I've mentored students over the years. In fact, I have one student who's now a surgical resident at Howard University. Um, that I've mentored since he was a student at FSU. And it's been my pleasure to watch him grow. And so, and in turn, he's also mentoring other students. And so I always encourage students, this this gift um, that you've been given in the form of a mentor, you need to pass that on. And you need to do the same um, because there, there are so many folks out there don't don't have direction. And so if you can shed some light on their situation, it's helpful to do so. And again, you know, that's something my parents, um, Elijah and Rosie Gross, um, instilled in me as a child to be helpful to others. You, you're not here just to live this life and do your own thing, per se, but you're also here to help make it better for others. As you mentor and and work with the next generation, do you find yourself uh, addressing a common theme or characteristic that that is kind of speaks to you and your 
path to success that that you really want to make sure that people know is really invaluable obviously you know a great education and a lot of you know passion is a, is an important talent and characteristic but is there one that you find yourself over and over again just hammering the point home because it's unique to you so I, I'll admit, Rich, I, I, I mentor a number of young students, black and brown students um, who who sometimes express this concern about not feeling worthy or not feeling like they should be here or wherever they are in life. Um, and, they, and they've given a term to it called the imposter syndrome. I've never personally experienced that per se. Um, but I've come to understand what that means. Um, they feel like um, as a, a black or brown student that perhaps that they, they shouldn't be sitting in the spot that they're in. Maybe they didn't earn it or deserve it. And reality is they did. They earned every accolade, every position that they've gotten. And so I encourage them to understand that you didn't get this by affirmative action, as some folks would think, or you didn't get this. Life is hard. And you have to work for everything you get. And even with laws and things of that nature in, in position, you still have to prove uh, that you should be there, regardless of your color. And so, and you do that by doing things in excellence. And so I encourage students not to get caught up in that, about wondering whether they should be, or in some instances, they've come out of hard times and they wonder why them? Why, why did I make it? Why am I here? And again, you know, because of, of, of my spiritual background, I, I believe it's because God brought me here. It, it's, and it's not just my doing. It's also others who've helped me along the way and laid the path. But you, you can't get stuck in why did I make it and X, Y, Z didn't, particularly if you've had a loss in your life. Um, you have to recognize that I'm here because I'm, I'm, I deserve to be here. <laughs> um, for whatever reason, it, it might have been prayer. It might have been folks helping me out. It might have been because of all the great work I've done. Um, whatever that is, you're here because you deserve to be here and you're not an imposter. You're sitting in the seat and you are the person for the job and for the position. And so that's one of the things I, I think I deal with with students um, because this, this whole phenomenon of imposter syndrome, I think, is a fairly recent thing that folks are starting to express that they feel um, when really um, it, it comes sometimes from a fear of not being good enough. And again, because of my upbringing, my parents never told me that I wasn't good enough. It was always, you are enough. Um, and I think because of that upbringing, I feel differently about my position and where I am. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.